Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where we hear from you the true experiences you have had with the paranormal and we try to understand them. This week, I can't wait to hear the ghost stories that you've sent in to us. If you have had a paranormal encounter with a ghost, extraterrestrial or something unexplained, send us a voice note into paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com and you could be featured on the next episode. Well, before we jump into our first story, I have one I'd like to share with you regarding seeing the ghost of my dad. Now, when anyone loses a loved one, it's a terrible time in your life. And after the initial grief has paled just a little bit, many people will try to communicate with them. Now, they'll either go to a medium, a spiritualist church, or try some guided meditation. Well, after I lost my dad, I was absolutely bereft. And I was desperate, absolutely desperate to talk to him. One of the reasons being is that we hadn't been on talking terms. We'd fallen out um, and I was away working and I got the call off my mother to say that he had suddenly passed away. So as you can imagine, I was determined to try to talk to him. So my chance came when two friends came to stay with myself and my husband, Carl. Now, these two lovely people were like-minded souls. They were very much into the paranormal and spirituality. When they arrived, uh, when they were unpacking the car, I noticed them bring out a huge black canvas bag. Um, And I asked them, what on earth is it? They were sort of giggling and laughing and said, you'll see. So the mysterious object was then constructed in our front room. And it was peculiar. It was this sort of wardrobe-like structure made out of very thick black cloth. It had four sides and a top. And um, it was constructed using what I can only describe as the poles that you would use in a tent for camping. And the front had a little flap on it where you could actually open it up, walk into this small space um, and sit down. And that's exactly what they asked Carl to do. We took a chair, we put it inside this cabinet and Carl sat down. And then the three of us sat outside We turned the lights down, we put candles out and we started to call out and see if there was anybody around, see if my dad would come forward. You know, is it possible? Please, dad, please, will you come and talk to us? I was very emotional. The knocking phenomena started to happen within the room. 
And then the, the actual cabinet, makeshift cabinet, started to vibrate and shake, which was quite comical at first, because you're just seeing this sort of structure in the middle of your room shaking and vibrating. You think, what on earth's going on? Carl, are you all right? And Carl would say, yes, I'm absolutely fine. I'm, I'm not moving at all. What's going on? And he actually said something, he said, it's very cold in here. It's gone very, very cold. Well, then the most extraordinary thing happened after that. A person's head popped out of the top of the cabinet. Bearing in mind this structure was about seven feet tall. The top of somebody's head came out of the top of the cabinet and it was solid and it was colour. It was as if somebody had climbed to the top of the cabinet and stuck their head out the top. It was extraordinary. Well, of course, I recognised this person straight away. It was my dad. And he had a big beaming smile on his face and it was solid. He was solid. Well, I couldn't believe it. And it last, he lasted there for one, two, three, three and a half seconds and then just dematerialised. Well, the three of us all went, oh! just couldn't believe what we'd seen and I started crying it's my dad it's my dad he's come through he's come to talk to us and the fact that two other people saw him and they described him they described what he looked like he just they described the color of his eyes these piercing blue eyes which is is what he had and then when I showed them photographs of my dad later on they were like that was him that's who we saw that to me is extraordinary. And I think I mentioned it in um, last week's episode where seeing is believing. And also a lot of us are seeing these solid apparitions. They look solid, human. So it was absolutely extraordinary. And so began this communication between me and my dad. And I am so lucky and very, very blessed that now I'm able to talk to my dad regularly. The knocking will start. If I ask, you know, dad, are you there? The knocking phenomenon will start. I'll take my phone out I'll bring up the alphabet I'll say have you got a message for me today dad and he'll tap out a message things like I don't know I was dieting a little bit too much trying to be healthy and he said stop skinny cow I mean just crazy but I love it Um, but this spirit cabinet where did it come from I was absolutely fascinated so I did a little bit of research And two brothers in America, Ira and William Davenport, came up with this invention in the middle of the 1850s. Now, they sort of decided to make it a public event, almost sort of like a magic show, really. And they would travel around the country with this spirit cabinet. And it was a lot larger than the ones that Carl was put inside of. The two brothers would sit inside, they would uh, separate, so one brother would be on either side, and they would be tied, their hands would be tied, their feet would be tied. And they would ask a member of the audience to come in and do that. In the middle of them both, there were various objects, bells, trumpets and tambourines. Then they would ask for everybody outside to concentrate. They would ask for things to happen and onlookers would be absolutely astounded as they witnessed the objects moving around the cabinet, banging against the inside, the bells uh, clanging and the knocking and tapping phenomena. Trumpets would also be used, tambourines would be heard uh, clacking away. It was just the most amazing thing. But a lot of people put this down to a magic trick. And I suppose it was presented like a magic trick, really. But I truly believe that this was communication with the spirit world. And since 
myself being a party and witnessing to the spirit cabinet, I've actually um, been involved in quite a few seances the Victorians used to do. So they would darken the room. You'd be in a very small uh, room. The room would be pitch black. We'd have a variety of different objects on the table, a trumpet, um, a toy car, for instance, a conical hat, some ping pong balls with luminous tape on them. And I would just hold the hands of the people that were in that room. There was nobody else in the room. We were sat around the table and lo and behold, I would listen as a trumpet would be played, a note would be pushed out of it, a cone with, again, an ultraviolet tape would be placed on it. You'd see it move around and touch the top of our heads. The ping pong balls would move. I was astonished to see a toy car drop through a wooden table onto my foot. Voices, children giggling. It was incredible. So I truly, truly believe that when you really concentrate and you really want something to happen and you really want to communicate with the other side, it is indeed possible. This week's story is from Kath in Cheshire and she had an extraordinary encounter with her late father in a very strange place. My name's Kath and I'm from Cheshire. And I'd just like to share a couple of experiences with you. Some time ago, I lost my dad, who I was very close to. Loved him to bits. We were going to Stoke in the car from Crewe. And we went towards the A500, where there's a roundabout, slowed down. And I looked across, I looked across, and saw my dad standing, looking at me. There was no footpaths, no nothing. There's nobody around him. And I thought about it all day and it was on my mind. So later on, the next day, I said to my husband, I said, you know when we approached the A500 to go to the potteries? And he said to me, I know what you're going to say. You saw your dad. He said, and so did I. Now, my husband doesn't believe in anything like that, but he definitely saw him, and I did. He was in the same clothing, he wore his usual cap, and he was just looking at me. A while later, we went to a favourite holiday spot in Wales. We were driving through the village, come to a bend, approached the bend, and there he was, just stood, looking. And my husband saw him as well, and we turned the car around, but there was nobody there. This particular spot in Wales was where we used to holiday, and Mum and Dad used to come down with us for a few days. They absolutely loved it, and that's why I thought it was strange that I should see him there, because it was in a favourite place, and he knew we'd be there. I wondered if he showed himself to make sure we knew he was all right because he was close to my husband as well. And it's just odd that he should be there. It was a lovely experience, but unexplainable. Wow, how wonderful for Kath. 
the fact that her dad was showing his daughter that he's still around and that he's happy is just extraordinary. And she's so, so blessed. Now, when I hear of two or more people witnessing the same phenomena, just as me and my friends did, that really does excite me. Now, as many cynics would say, Kath wanted so badly to see her dad. She willed it. Well, I know I wanted to see my dad. And I was willing it to happen. But what I saw was not my imagination. And I don't think Kath uh, would put it, uh, the sighting of her dad put that down to her imagination either. But also because Kath's husband saw his father-in-law too, again, makes Kath's story totally believable to me. Now, many loved ones who have departed us want to show us that they are fine and that they are happy. And so that they can come to us and they do try to come to us and and do very, very well in vivid dreams or show themselves in places that they loved to visit. One thing that I really want to impress upon everybody is to remember that our loved ones don't want to see us upset at all. They, They don't want to see us cry. They don't want to see us not going out of the house because we're so upset. We've lost somebody. They want us to continue living our life and they want us to be happy. And knowing that we are happy, the ones that are left behind, they can then go on to live in a beautiful place. And Kath's dad certainly did that for his daughter and son-in-law. He he let them know that he was happy. And I'm sure that Kath was able to move on from her dad's death. I had another extraordinary experience. By the way, if you hear any strange grumbling noises, I think I said this last week, it's not paranormal. It is, in fact, my dog, Watson, who has, I have to say, been on a couple of paranormal investigations with me, and he's a big scaredy cat. He's worse than me. Anyway, going back to my dad, I had this amazing, vivid dream. And I think that when you do lose somebody, I think they can come through to you or try to come through to you in a dream. And the more vivid, wow, the better. And that's exactly what happened uh, to me. I decided to have a, a little afternoon nap, or as I like to call them, a nana nap. And I went into a deep sleep. And I suddenly woke up in this vivid dream, in this room. It's quite a small room and a very bright room, a beautiful. I remember there was a window on my left hand side with this very detailed muslin uh, white curtain blowing in, in a breeze. And I knew that there was a blue sky outside, but the room was very, very bright and light and very warm. And there was this wonderful feeling of just love and and then there he was, my dad. It was amazing. Uh, he, I can describe to you, he had a pair of brown khaki trousers on and a blue short-sleeved linen shirt, which matched the blue in his eyes. His skin was so, oh my gosh, it was so clear. It was so young. I mean, he just looked just so young and, and beautiful and a full head of hair. And I would say he was in his 30s. Well, he just wrapped his arms around me and hugged me. And again, I just felt the most strong, emotional, wonderful feeling of of love and happiness. I mean, those aren't the right words to describe it. In fact, there are no words to describe this feeling. And I was so overwhelmed with this emotion and the fact that I was with my dad. I couldn't believe that I was with him that I woke up, suddenly woke up, and I had tears streaming down my face. 
I was, I, it was just unbelievable. And then the rest of the day and the rest of the week and the rest, rest of the month and for a long time afterwards, I was on cloud nine. And I, and I then asked him via the knocking, was that you that came through to me? Was that real? And he said, yes, two very loud, clear knocks that I felt underneath my feet. They were that loud. Yes. And he's also shown me what it's like to die, which was a very frightening experience, but also an amazing and beautiful experience, which I will share with you on another episode. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiya, we're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on people, we're getting a little too sensitive here. And also some of this. She is plugging her entire career in that one moment. That's the Lose Lips podcast out every Tuesday and not forgetting Extra Lippy on Fridays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. Um, Now, for those of you who aren't too familiar with the spirit world and want to learn a little bit more, I'm sure all of you will have heard of the term poltergeist. So where does that word come from? What does it mean? Well, poltergeist comes from two German words sort of put together. So poltern means crash 
and um, geist means spirit or ghost. So for many years, a poltergeist for me um, put the fear of living God into my very being. Uh, I had seen, well, first seen the Steven Spielberg movie Poltergeist when I was young, and I was absolutely fascinated by it but at the same time I was absolutely petrified I'll never forget the scene where the mother um, I don't know if you've seen this movie if you haven't you need to watch it by the way uh, but from behind a cushion like I did anyway I never forget watching this scene uh, where the mum is sat in her bed and all of a sudden um, she starts getting lifted up uh, out of the bed and her back is against the wall and she's going higher and higher up into the wall she's screaming and her legs are dangling down until her head actually t- touches the top of the the ceiling and I remember shaking physically after watching that oh gosh I don't think I slept for a week I was so frightened so when I started investigating the world of, of ghosts I was scared and yet absolutely fascinated but poltergeists well they were a terror I didn't relish experiencing at all and I'd heard and read about the famous Enfield poltergeist uh, where two girls aged 11 and 14 were besieged by a violent and terrifying entity inside uh, their home uh, in between the years 1977 and 1979. Now, this case, again, like I said, when I started to uh, become interested in the paranormal, I started filming Most Haunted. Of course, anybody who was interested in the world of the paranormal would know about the Enfield Poltergeist case. And I couldn't get enough of it. I got books on it and started reading. I was absolutely fascinated, but at the same time, absolutely petrified, thinking, please don't let anything like this come into my own home. So... The family that lived at 284 Green Street, it was a a normal council house in Brimsdown in Enfield, London, England, and it was the centre of a truly frightening case. Now, during 18 months, Peggy Hodgson, her children, and over 30 eyewitnesses, neighbours, psychic researchers, journalists, and the police all saw and heard furniture moving, objects flying around rooms, unexplained knocking noises and levitation. Now, the activity was centred on the two daughters, Janet and Margaret. Now, many pictures and voice recordings were made. One famous picture made headline news showing Janet seemingly being levitated off her bed and flying through the air. Paranormal investigator Morris Gross spent a lot of time with the family and managed to capture uh, many recordings. One particular one really stands out uh, in my mind and was quite frightening to hear. And if you want to go onto YouTube, you actually can hear the recording of of this man's voice. Uh, So he managed to capture um, this recording of a voice coming from Janet's mouth. This spirit seemed to be possessing uh, Janet and Janet was able to talk. And as she did so, her voice dropped to this very dark and uh, gruff, rough voice. So Morris asked various questions during these recordings to the alleged spirit. And the voice through Janet confirmed that a man's spirit was using Janet to communicate. When asked how he died, the gruff, croaky, manly voice of a spirit called Bill Wilkins who was a previous occupant of the house, actually said these words. Just before I died, I went blind and had a hemorrhage and died in a chair. Well, this spirit 
obviously had no desire whatsoever to leave his home. Now, the Enfield poltergeist is possibly the most famous poltergeist case in Great Britain. It spawned numerous books and a Hollywood blockbuster movie, uh, The Conjuring 2. I think mainly, why did it become so successful? It was because it was the very first case that created such headlines and intrigue. But one big question, were the family faking it? Um Now, Janet and Margaret have been asked this question many, many, many times over the years. And uh, Janet has, well, they both actually said that um, they faked 2% of it. And the reason why was because, well, both of them was because they were bored with all the people coming and going, coming and going. And so much pressure, I suppose, um, for them to perform, as it were, for newspapers and television networks. But one thing that gets me is that Janet was uh, manifesting this voice. And for me, the fact that a speech therapist said that it was impossible for Janet to maintain this voice over all the time without damaging her throat. I mean, this went on for months. Also, Morris Gross, a highly respected paranormal researcher from the Society of Paranormal Research, spent so much time with them. He truly believed that this was real, that they were um, witnessing a true haunting and a true poltergeist haunting. Um, I've only scratched the surface um, with this case and please look into it. There's so many books out there on it. Absolutely fascinating. You can see interviews um, with Janet and Margaret. Uh, it, It really is. And of course, if you're brave enough, you can watch the Hollywood movie, The Conjuring, which apparently Conjuring 2 is based upon the Enfield Poltergeist case. So why does a noisy ghost want to cause so much mayhem? Well, there are many, many theories, but I think in my experience with them, it's a spirit that needs help. Some ghosts don't actually believe that they are dead or for whatever reason, they just don't want to leave. And they're incredibly confused. One such case where we had to do a private uh, clearing, we were called to a house, Uh, a mother and a daughter were living in the home uh, and they were having a terrible time. The knocking phenomena, objects being thrown at them, uh, especially in the kitchen area. The spirit seemed to be centred upon the daughter who was about 18, 19 years of age. It turns out that this particular spirit had followed them from their previous home because the spirit thought the young 18-year-old looked like his granddaughter, even though there was no uh, relation whatsoever. So we had to explain to this spirit that he needed to move on, that he didn't belong there and he needed to go to the other side. And that's exactly what happened. He went. And since then, they haven't had a problem. So again, it's that the spirit is grounded, they're confused, they don't know where they are, why Why am I not surrounded by my family? Oh, you look like my granddaughter, I'm going to stay around here because it feels safe. So then those emotions turn to anger and then to violence. Now, I've been a party to violent poltergeist activity. I've been hit with various objects. The worst was a huge metal crowbar that whizzed past my ear at an incredible speed, one centimetre to the left, and I would have been seriously injured. I've had so many encounters with poltergeists. I've just made a quick list of some of the things that I've encountered, some in my own home and some whilst investigating. And as I say, this is just scratching the surface. There's so much more. But the most frightening, I suppose, was actually a huge carving knife that miraculously appeared 
out of seemingly nowhere and it was positioned in between two cushions of a sofa. We were in the dark, complete darkness. If somebody had fallen or sat sat down, that would have been a bit painful, but somebody would have been killed. I mean, that was really frightening. Taps turning on and off furniture piled up high uh, or pushed behind the doors. Now that's happened here in my own home. I came downstairs one morning to find all the kitchen chairs that I'm sat on now, not all of them, just one of them. Uh, The furniture was piled up high in a pyramid and I was on my own and I was completely petrified. Other times we tried to come into the kitchen and couldn't get in because all the chairs were pushed up against the door. I have a collection of very old teddy bears. I came out of my bedroom one morning onto the landing and all the teddy bears were in a circle with their heads together. On a particular location at Sandbach Old Hall, we went into one of the rooms where we were staying. Somebody was absolutely terrified, one of the members of the team, because all their books had been taken out of their bag um, and had been stacked in a, again in a pyramid, beautifully positioned. Almost, you could have taken a, a tape measure and they were just perfectly aligned and equal in in measurement how they were stacked chairs flying down from in another location chairs coming down from a very high balcony and nearly hitting a a crew member light bulbs smashing is a very common practice um the knocking phenomena and rapping not just with poltergeist but that's also uh, in in any haunting case voices growls uh, quite demonic and i remember once being in the london underground and i kept hearing and we picked it up on our recording equipment my name being saying over and over again but whispered it was horrible another very common phenomena which we've um, encountered in the last couple of years which is old uh, one penny pieces uh, ranging in age from the 1800s right through to the 1960s being dropped being showered at us from seemingly nowhere I came home from an investigation I was the first one home we were driving separately I was driving separately from my husband so I arrived home first I walked up the stairs and there was one of the one pence pieces in the in the center of the staircase I then pulled back the sheets of my bed to get in my duvet to get in and there was another penny quite extraordinary so if you have had any experiences with poltergeist activity please do let us know Another fascinating time was when I was investigating RAF Raynham. Uh, it was alive, most haunted. And this place was used during World War II. The army uh, was stationed here. And all of a sudden, we're in the dark, we're walking along a corridor. And I feel something hitting my back. And it hurt. I thought, what the heck's that? And then we heard a clattering on the concrete floor. Torches all went on. We were all looking around. And there was a shell and it was a rifle shell. I I couldn't believe it. We picked it up um, and then another one came and another one came and another one came. It was unbelievable. We took the shells to a historian and they actually confirmed that they were used during World War II uh, in in a rifle. They've got the serial number on and everything. Absolutely fascinating. And I I keep that in in a very sacred place in my house, along with the coins, because I just think they're a gift from heaven. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. We'll be back at the same time, same place next week. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. We want to hear from you. So please send in an audio clip telling your paranormal story to paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. And remember, stay safe out there. Things aren't always 
as they seem. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.